0: Firefly Willows L I V E presents Two Owls Having a Hoot, featuring your host, Mildred Lynn McDonald. Delve into the mysteries of ancient wisdom, explore the healing capabilities of energy medicine, and bridge the gap between the seen and the unseen. Get ready to challenge your six senses. Shift your perspective. Learn new energy healing tools and connect the dots between the old and the new, and everything in between. Tune in to Two Owls Having a Hoot for stimulating conversations steeped in boundless curiosity and divine wonder. Airs the first Thursday of the month at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 8 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time.
1: Hello, everybody. This is Mildred Lynn McDonald, and I'm your host for Two Owls Having a Hoot, live from Sebastopol, California. Thank you so much for joining us today. In a few minutes, we'll be joined by my co-host, Madonna McGinnis, who's located in beautiful Cape Breton Island, Nova Scotia. Today, we're tackling the topic of holding space. As it turns out, holding the space can apply to many areas of our lives. And where did I get this idea? I guess two or three months ago I had the good fortune to interview Heather Platt and she had written a beautiful article talking about holding the space in relation to her mom's transitioning. There was a caregiver who helped them navigate that process and out of that Heather was able to identify key points that related to holding space. So when I had a little chat with Madonna, I said, Madonna, let's take this a little bit further and look at holding the space and how it can apply to other aspects of life. Before I bring Madonna into the call, I'd like to read you a little phrase about holding space. Here we go. Holding space for another means seeing them as Source sees them, fully capable of helping themselves. Now I'll say it one more time. Holding space for another means seeing them as Source sees them, fully capable of helping themselves. And now I'd like to welcome Madonna. Are you there, Madonna? Mildred, how are you today? Very good, and I hope that we can hold the space for our listeners. And each other. And each other, I like that. Another little phrase that I came across about holding the space, and I'd like to bounce this one off you, it goes like this, holding space is a spiritual exercise in which a higher consciousness, a high vibrational field, is invoked and maintained. It is invisible and hard to describe, but people feel it and need it. To do this, we consciously honor our connection with Source and with all life. We celebrate our work and service and demonstrate the value of community. So that's a definition of holding space from Matita Marshall. Wondering if that might be a good starting point for our conversation today.
2: I know that for myself... Holding space is a fairly new exercise in my life and probably just in the last 10 years I first encountered the wonder of holding space when my mum was dying and nurturing that gift from spirit to simply sit and be a watcher or a witness to what she was experiencing, what her caregivers were experiencing. And I really did feel something dramatically different. I felt a shift in my connection with spirit. I really believe that it began a new journey for me, a new process of awareness of the gift I had, the gift that others had that we could nurture together.
1: What I'd love to ask you is when you were going through that process, When you were present, when you were a witness, a watcher for your mother, did you have a sense that your vibration shifted in order to fulfill the role of holding the space? Did you experience anything like that?
2: Absolutely. I grew up in a culture that likes to help, that likes to fix problems, that likes to always be available and... For me to simply sit back and watch and observe and be that witness, I felt a shift. It's difficult to describe, but I felt a bit of a physical coming home, that I could really relax into what was happening, that I did not need to do anything at all, but to just be. And I remember writing about it, really being intrigued about the shift that I was experiencing, that emotional and physical shift, which was very present in my spirit and in my body. And it felt, it really felt like eating a beautiful, luscious, big piece of chocolate cake. It was that nurturing, that embracing
1: I love your example, Madonna. A big, luscious piece of chocolate cake. You can't get much better than that.
2: (laughs) I like that.
1: For myself, I find when I'm doing energy work, in whatever form that takes, in whatever form I'm honored to be a, a part of, I find my vibration does shift, and I'm very aware of it. I have an expansive feeling as if I'm opening my arms and my hands, and you're inviting in a space, a sacred space. I feel my energy shift. I become very centered in that I'm aware of energy pulling inward to anchor me. And that's what holding space means, from my experience. I also have a big feeling of fullness, a great feeling of presence calmness, inner peace, and letting go. Now, what I found in order to be able to hold the space, and this is my personal experience, I had to practice, 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 and it took me a while. The more I practiced, the longer I was able to hold the space, and the clearer, and as you said, more comfortable I became in the space. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't have a name for it at the time. But like yourself, it felt very natural. It felt very innate. It was almost like turning on a light switch. Somehow I knew how to do that very easily, very quickly. It didn't feel foreign at all. The area that I found that I had the opportunity to improve in and to hone was... Being able to stay in the space, because when you're in that space, you're also getting all kinds of messages from the person you're with, or the people you're with, or from yourself. So there's a real quieting process that you need to grow into. Did you find that, or were you like an absolute 100% natural?
2: Oh, I'm not natural at anything in my life. I, like you, I really wasn't aware of what was happening you know, to me. I couldn't name what was happening to me. I really didn't understand that I could recreate this again and again. I believe that the more that I remembered how I felt in that moment, I went back to that connection with my mother because I realized after the fact that my mother was a champion at holding space. She has been my greatest teacher in the moments of her dying and after her dying. When I remember that look on her face as she was listening to her friends or her family talk about what they were experiencing in their lives and her presence and her ability to be really present, to really honor that connection, I wanted to create that feeling for myself. Then I started to understand, okay, I've got to be really careful with Mrs. Ego here because she wants to come and be present as well. And to lose that attachment to ego for me it was really critical in being, I guess, anxious is maybe a good word, but anxious to recreate that connection over and over and over again, and understanding what that connection could bring to the people in my life or people who I encountered in my life.
1: As usual, I have to laugh at myself because as you were sharing your your journey, your take on what you went through coming to terms with holding the space, we both come from a great fixer community. Kindness is the currency, giving is the language, and you have to quickly learn that, in holding the space, you're not being asked to fix anything. You're not being asked to give anything. You're not being asked to answer questions from your own experience. What you bring to the table is your being, your being at its most sacred, its most silent, its most soothing. So I laughed at myself because I had to learn all those things, of course, the hard way, because society rewards doing and holding the space as being. So you need to disengage or disassemble all those aspects of the doing to be able to show up as a being. Wondering if we could look at some characteristics, more tangible characteristics of holding the space. And there's four of them that I've come across. and Madonna, you might have come across some too. Yes, I probably have the same four. Same four, yeah. So, some key attributes or characteristics of holding the space, for those of you who are listening and trying to get your head and heart around this, one could be letting go of judgment. A second characteristic would be opening your heart. Number three, allowing another to have whatever experience that they're having in the moment. And number four, giving your complete, undivided attention to the situation or other person at hand. So Madonna, when I say letting go of judgment in terms of holding the space, what comes up for you?
2: What comes up for me is changing a lifetime pattern because the culture I grew up in was very much one of judgment, of judging other people. I I really believe it came from a place of fear, of trying to understand, but it was always present. And for me, understanding that I couldn't be judging that person when they were needing to share with me that I simply needed to be an active, good listener without comment. That was uh, a journey for me to practice that, to be watching for comments when I didn't need to make any
1: comments.
2: So I I don't know what your experience is with judgment,
0: Mildred.
1: I was more of a try to fix it. I thought if anybody shared their inner thoughts with me or their inner heart, then the best thing I could do was jump right in there and share my perspective, and help them fix it. So I had to step back from that. So that was my natural tendency to jump in, which I think was the judgment. The judgment I was making is that I needed to be there for it to be fixed. So like a ball of yarn, I had to gradually unwind that. And to my great surprise, it was a huge relief because when I went into a holding-the-space situation, I approached the situation in terms of my being, and my being doesn't seem to engage my head. I always laugh to say that's the least useful tool that I have when I go into a sacred space is my head. It was just, Madonna, such a huge relief that I could be present, be centered, hold the space in a non-judgmental way in terms of, as I read earlier, when you're holding the space, it means that you have confidence, you have a sense that the person or people who are talking to you, they have the answers.
2: Exactly, Mildred. It's learning to respect that other person's knowledge, innate knowledge that they already have. They may not be deeply connected to that understanding of what they know. But I really do believe that when we hold the space... When we are connected to that other person, we deepen their ability to connect with what they already know. I really believe that.
1: I think, Madonna, that's where the energetic frequency change happens. That we have faith that the person knows their own answers. We're creating a safe and sacred space that opens up possibilities which is basically a vibrational shift. We're raising the vibration. So in that increased vibrational space, a person can then feel, see, or hear a possibility coming from their higher self or coming from their soul that they may have not been able to receive in a situation where the space is not being held. How does that sound to you? Does that make any sense?
2: Absolutely. And, you know, I'm thinking about situations recently where I've had opportunity to hold space. And there's such a feeling of relief for the other person. Because I think that with holding space, you're also practicing mothering. And that other person really feels the love and the support, and the belief that you have in them. Who knows what that gift, I believe it's a gift, will be able to give that other person, what that support will be able to do for them as they carry forward into their lives. As they, you know, for folks who are in deep trauma, to be able to sit as a container and hold space for them What is the gift of healing that we do give that other person?
1: Madonna, the other part is opening your heart. So when you're holding the space, being a watcher or being a witness, and you're remembering your fourth chakra, your heart chakra, did you or do you have a sensation that there's an opening there?
2: Yes, there is. And and this is another area that... I found, I don't know if I found it difficult. I have always been a caring person. But I think there's a difference between being caring and really opening your heart because to open your heart, it's, it becomes that highway that's running in both directions. So you're connecting your open heart to another open heart because when you're holding space for another person I think that there's an automatic need from that other person to have a heart-to-heart connection and that can be kinda scary for a lot of us. It's a huge trust thing it means that you're probably going to share as well Things about yourself, about your experience from your heart. And so you're really opening up, and you really, for me, I find myself opening up more and more and more and more. I'm not sure where all of this is going to lead me, but I'm getting more and more comfortable with having that open heart exercised on a regular basis. <laughs>
1: find with the opening the heart part I've learned with my heart and I'm sure it's with other people's heart energy too the heart has no interest in time or space the heart seems to be on another planet at least my heart seems to be on another planet so if you're opening your heart you're not dealing with any restrictions everything is wide open now if you open your heart you're also saying I'm vulnerable." I am vulnerable to being present. I'm vulnerable to your message. I'm vulnerable to how I show up, and it takes a lot of trust in yourself, the other person, and in source or spirit. From a place of opening your heart, I've always found that you can just be amazed at how the heart and the spirit connect. The space is created, and. Words tumble out, and sometimes you're looking at the other person and their eyes are wide because they're speaking their truth and they're not used to speaking their truth, and it's okay, it's being received in a loving environment. Or you may see, you may observe yourself offering something for the other person's consideration, it's coming right from your heart and your spirit. Your eyes are wide because you're there. Well, where's that coming from? So, I find that the heart talking to the spirit and the spirit talking to the heart and everything opening up really presents that opportunity, like I said before, for those possibilities, for that energy vibration to shift maybe in a second. Any more you'd like to say about that, Madonna?
2: I think that you caused a memory to bring itself to my brain when you talked about that heart and what comes up for us. I really had... A moment a couple of weeks ago when I had an opportunity in an exchange where I was holding space and all of a sudden I heard myself say some things. I'm not so sure, Mildred, that and I know that the information was coming from my experience but I'm not so sure that it was really me that was bringing that information forward. I really feel that with that open heart, there was such a connection to spirit in that moment for me that I thought, okay, this is spirit talking. This is not me talking. And so I really felt, and it was a little, I don't think it was scary, but it was just a little altering that I'm receiving this information to pass on to this other person, And that's exactly what's supposed to happen in this moment. But at the same time, I was very conscious that if my heart wasn't open, consciously open, that this would not be happening, Mildred.
1: When you're walking the path of holding space, all kinds of new vibrations and sensations come to you, and they alter your own perception of yourself and the world. My experience has been it's always a good and a wonderful and an awesome thing. Now, the third characteristic of holding space, allowing another to have whatever experience they're having in the moment. So, allowing another to have whatever experience they're having in the moment. What does that mean to you, Madonna?
2: Well, it's another practice that, you know, coming from the culture that we come from, it's... Part of helping is to make sure that our knowledge and our wisdom is inflicted on that other person immediately and maybe continuously, depending on our relationship with them. So for me, allowing another to have that experience, even if it's a really painful experience, comes through that container of breathing, of trusting really trusting spirit that okay I'm supposed to just keep my mouth shut here and wait to see what information is given to that other person. What is it that they need to know right now? It needn't come from me, it it needs to come from their connection to spirit.
1: I like that and once again I'm laughing at myself because as I'm thinking about holding the space, sometimes they can be awkward. So you're holding the space for someone, the heart's connected, the spirit's connected, you're feeling centered. You know that you have lots of support in the spirit world and all that good stuff. But you can feel a little bit awkward. To be able to sit with the awkwardness and not judge it, to be able to sit with the tears and not feel that you have to interject some words or fixing or soothing. That takes time and that takes practice. And for me, that's the essence of let a person be wherever they are and experience whatever they need to experience. Because after all, your role, if you choose to accept it, is to hold the space to be a vessel for those tears or those awkward moments to be able to express themselves in a good way. Now, the fourth characteristic of holding space is giving your complete, undivided attention to the situation or the other person. So your complete, undivided attention. You have to be really, really present. Madonna, what is that like for you?
2: This is the easier one for me. I've always been more comfortable in that observing role
0: and and not
2: in an observing role where I'm sitting analyzing what people are saying or doing but simply because my curiosity and my personality has always been really comfortable in an observing role. So this one I find I find really easy or easy to do for me. I find that, I think people are naturally comfortable with me because I'm able to be still and I'm able to simply sit and wait. And that's always been a gift that has helped me through my life in figuring out, you know, maybe what people needed from me. I didn't know how to give them what they needed, but being quiet, sitting is natural, but I think for a lot of people, as you said just before your comment about this, you have to deal with being uncomfortable in certain situations and you have to be okay with being uncomfortable in certain situations.
1: Like yourself, I am a natural observer and i when I look inside myself, it's almost as if I have a great ability to focus. It feels sometimes like a laser beam. And I'm not so sure everybody likes being in the, in the path of the laser beam or the focus. That's where I usually go when I'm holding the space. I usually quiet the mind, go into that focus mode. The situation or the person is the only thing that seems to exist connect with the spirit, connect with the heart, and be fully present. That is a discipline and that is a practice. Because what I found is in order to do that effectively, I need to engage my breathing, because the breathing is the great center. And Oddly enough, when I'm practicing my breathing and I'm fully present, I not only feel connected from the heart and the spirit with the person or situation I have the honor to be holding the space for, I also feel an expansiveness and that I have connected with the heartbeat of the earth or the heartbeat of the trees or the heartbeat of the ocean. So it's a continuum. It's like an accordion. The accordion, it goes in and it goes out and it goes in and it goes out and there's a rhythm to it. So that's been my experience. So what I'd like to do now is say one more time what the four characteristics are of holding space. Number one, letting off judgment. Number two, opening your heart. Number three, allowing the other person to have whatever experience they're having. And number four, giving your complete, undivided attention to the situation or person. And I'd like to invite our listeners to share this information with others that you meet along the happy trail. Because Madonna and I would have this conversation regardless if we were on blog talk radio or not, because we find certain topics really interesting. And we're inviting you into our sacred space to be part of our conversation. And I'm sure that you must know of a person, or maybe yourself, who may benefit from the four characteristics of holding space, or maybe you'd like to tuck this away in your back pocket for a time down the road. The main thing is that the commentary is here. If you wanted to listen to it again, you can certainly go to the Blog Talk Radio archives because our 2Ls Having a Hoot is available 24 by 7, or you could always go to my Facebook page. I have a link there. Thank you very, very much for listening today. I'm thrilled that Madonna has been able to join us from Mabu, Cape Breton, Nova Scotia, and next month, we're going to be talking about rituals, creating daily rituals for yourself. And to join in the fun is going to be High C. Lutomers from Menlo Park in California, who is very, very well-versed in creating rituals and also has a special gift of making them very practical and very achievable and very accessible. I'm looking forward to that conversation, Madonna. Are you?
2: Absolutely. And we both love high c We may need to do a two-parter, Miller.
1: <laughs> You're getting me all excited now, Madonna, two-parter. <laughs> so anyway, Madonna, thank you so much. I loved our conversation today about holding the space and I'm really looking forward to our next chat about rituals. So you go and have a wonderful day and I will do the same thing. Bye for now. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. This is Deb Carosella. Please join us next time for Healing Conversations with Mildred Lynn McDonald Sunday morning at 1030 a.m.